in the name of the crucified and risen Lord. Amen. Ah, that tastes good. A cup of cold water. Actually, that was pretty much lukewarm, but still, not bad. When you're thirsty, even lukewarm will suffice. You just heard the gospel. Jesus talking and saying, anyone who gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones shall not lose his or her reward. So how hard can it be to talk about what seems like a very reassuring passage? This is a sermon about two lines of scripture centered on a glass of water. As I say, how hard could this be? Maybe not that hard in the preaching, though we'll see it proved more complicated than I had hoped, but plenty complicated, plenty challenging in the doing. Following Jesus always is. It's important to know the context here. Jesus is about to send his disciples out as his em emissaries. Whoever receives you receives me, and anyone who receives me receives the one who sent me. That must have been thrilling for the disciples to hear. Welcome one of them, and you're welcoming Jesus, and you're welcoming God's very self. As St. Paul will later put it, they are, and we as disciples are ambassadors for Christ. So I could talk about both the honor and the weight of that, but not today. Today and these days in which we live are, I believe, all about that cup of cold water. Because that is where Jesus actually says something shocking. He moves from talking about prophets and the righteous to speaking about the little ones. What we sometimes miss is that these little ones, these ones without status, which is what that means, are in fact Jesus' disciples. How can this be? I expect they wondered that. Maybe we do too. In the last moment, Jesus said receiving the disciples was like receiving God. And now suddenly they're little ones. How'd that happen? And the ones who are rewarded in Jesus' telling are not the disciples, but the ones who welcome them and give them that cup of cold water. I'm pretty confident that at this point in their time as disciples, that did not seem like good news any more than the words that Jesus spoke to them just before these verses. Those were the words we heard last week. And those were the words about setting sons against fathers and mothers against daughters and needing to choose Jesus and the cross. This passage, with its brief words about the cup of cold water, is also, interestingly enough, about choosing the cross. For if we are to be received as if we are Jesus, if we are truly his emissaries, 
That means we need to come to others as Jesus did. What does that look like? I don't think anything summarizes that better than the words of scripture, which are thought to be probably the very first Christian hymn found in the second chapter of Paul's letter to the Philippians. Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God as something to be exploited or grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. Empty yourself. Don't grasp after your status as a disciple. Understand yourself to be among the little ones. Humility and obedience. Not, I dare say, our favorite words or concepts. But these words matter now, especially now, in this time of upheaval and reckoning with the racism and the white supremacy that have and continue to shape our life as Americans. Why? Because if like me and the vast majority of our parishioners at St. James, you are seen as a white person in this world, despite whatever challenges and discrimination you may know and have faced, you and I have privilege. We were born into it, did nothing at all to achieve it. We were made in that image that confers privilege in this country, and Jesus asks us to be like him and give it up. Give it up. As he gave up equality with God. Give it up. Which we cannot do, at least not by ourselves. But we are also a people who believe that with God all things are possible. So we start with prayer, with prayer that we might come to understand the depth of our own privilege, our own unconsciousness about that privilege, and so that we might begin to let our sense of how the world is and how it works go, emptying ourselves and allowing ourselves to receive the reality that people of color, and in this country, black people in particular, can show us. I can and did get my own glass of water this morning. But outside of this pulpit, the best way to truly proclaim the gospel and to be refreshed and finally made new in any lasting way is to allow myself, to allow ourselves to become dependent, dependent, another word we don't like, 
on those who may be gracious enough to give me a cup of cold water, which may feel refreshing or may feel like the shock of cold water when it's flung in your face. For it means letting those whose experience is very different from mine and many of yours tell us their truth and hear it as truth. It means that cold water facing into the truth of human experience that is not our own. Jesus did exactly that, emptying himself of his equality with God and becoming fully human. And that was true from the get-go. Remember, Jesus was not born into a palace, but in an animal stall. He was not raised up in Jerusalem's golden streets, but in dusty Nazareth. And while welcomed briefly with cries of Hosanna, he found that the shouts of crucify him would carry the day and have him hung on a tree. The Roman version of lynching. He needed to experience, God chose to experience the absolute depth of human life. It has been said correctly, I think, that we who are white should be grateful that black Americans are demanding justice rather than revenge. From slavery to Jim Crow, from lynchings to redlining to mass incarceration, and what appears to be never-ending instances of police brutality. Revenge would seem the obvious, maybe even the reasonable choice. But justice is the demand. So let us take the cup of cold water that we are being offered. Let us claim that in the eyes of God, with God, we need to be little ones. Let us be willing to do that. Be the ones who need to be raised up anew through truth-telling, through repentance, and by working to change systems and our very selves. The little ones who are willing to accept what's offered, if we are those, must be willing to empty ourselves of our assumptions, our pride, our self-assurance, and trade in our self-righteousness for the righteousness of God. So the question before us, is will we truly follow the one who did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself until his empty arms were stretched wide on the cross, that every one might come within reach of his saving embrace? Will we let go of the life we have so that we might receive the gift of new life that's on offer, a gift that comes to us 
looking and feeling at first very much like the cross. But the cross is the only route to resurrection. Will we let go? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.